0: What's going on, everyone? I am your host, Tramel Thompson, and welcome to Progressive Action Radio. Today, we're going to put, we're going to highlight my guy, Errol Lewis from New York One inside City Hall. You know, he's been playing this little game, mocking the safety of the New York City subway system. We're going to get into that, we're going to get into that in detail. But before we do that, let's get into some boys, the men, Motown Philly. Let's go, New York City.
1: No matter, just don't curse.
0: Yo, fellas, y'all ready to do this? Yeah, yo, what's up, y'all? What's up? Down? Down? What's what's up? What's what's up? Boys, it's in effect, yeah, and it's
2: about time. Yo, let's rip this up,
0: Shout out to all the New York City transit workers who know what's really
2: going on. skip And all
0: states How was y'all
2: weekend?
0: Let me know in the comments. Let's get some happy birthday shout outs while we at it.
2: Live and
0: direct from Tyrone Palmer, happy birthday. Tamara Henry, happy birthday. Jesse Mendoza, happy birthday. Lois,
2: yeah.
0: Lois Jennings, happy birthday. Today I'll see y'all. What's your
2: name? Boy, hey, you
0: know what I'm saying? And then I said, All right, fellas, well, let me see what you can do. And then a the smile when they wanted and said, Yo, Mike, check this out. See
2: if this one moves.
0: Yeah. Welcome to Progressive Action Radio. Oh, man, we're going to talk about it today, man. We we can't allow these people to play with our intelligence. They are, they, they think they're crazy by putting out these false narratives about how safe New York City transit really is. And we actually caught New York One's own Errol Lewis spewing that same narrative. Now, we're going to get into his possible reasons for spewing that narrative. Y'all know I come with all the facts, the documents, and you know, we paint the picture so you guys can see exactly what's going on. So last week, Errol Lewis, he put up a tweet and he said, going home on the violent New York city subways, riders paralyzed with fright. Now he put up the video, the, the, the tweet video, you know, there was like some jazz music playing in the background. It was actually nice. It was a nice scene. But, you know, he tried to be very derisive on or mock, you know, the true safety of what's going on in the subways. And I'm like, wow, you know, I always felt that something was up with this guy. Like, he's he like, to me, in my opinion, he caters to the status quo. I've seen him do it with my my own union when he interviews um, the union leadership in TWU Local 100. I've seen it when he interviews certain politicians. He don't really challenge them. He does not really challenge them. He he does enough, you know, to think that he's going to be incognito of what his true purpose is. And his true purpose, in my opinion, is to ride along with the status quo, but to seem objective at the same time. But, you know, like I said, I've seen him pull a stunt with my union administration, you know, didn't ask them the real questions, didn't really challenge them. And he's been getting away with this for a long time. Now, I I find this post to be, you know, very disrespectful um, to the families of the people who lost family members in New York City Transit. We just had a guy get stabbed in the neck on the L line. We just had a 15-year-old kid get killed on the A-Line. We had a, a, um someone get pushed at 42nd Street. Now, I'm quite sure that he can't tell those families that the system is safe because it's not. It's not safe. Now, I, I do find it funny. You know, these guys tend to contradict themselves. And, you know, I went through his Twitter a little a little bit, and I noticed that a post from 9-17-2018, he responded to a tweet from one from someone called Brooklyn 11211. And they said, similar view on the M train, sitting on the Williamsburg Bridge for 20 minutes, signal problems at West Forth, which helpfully narrows down the problems to half the subway system. And he responded to that tweet. He actually retweeted that with a quote. He said, bailed out of MTA at first opportunity Chinatown and now polluting the planet in a surge price lift. Best case scenario was spend fifty dollars Plus subway fan parentheses and one and a half hours to travel 10 miles. Now, he was complaining about service then, right? The service didn't change. You know, there's still plenty of service problems in New York City transit, but the violence got worse. And he was, he was, at that time, he was ready, ready to bail the system because of a service issue. But when the violence seems omnipresent, right? Maybe it's the media highlighting it. No, it's not the media highlighting it. The data says it itself. And me being a transit worker, I see things firsthand where members of the public don't want to call it in. And even the workers don't call in the incidences that happened with us as far as like assaults and things like that, because we know that the MTA play games with our money and workers would rather go with a check than actually banging the incident and go out on the incident because the MTA play all these games and financially forces back to work. So, Mr. 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 Errol Lewis decides that he wants to put out propaganda saying that it's safe. And you know, you gotta think back. You gotta really think and say, why would he do this? Why would he put out a narrative that is safe when all of this stuff is going on? Why? Why would he? What would be his motive? What would be his reasoning? Now, back in August second, two thousand twenty, he said, "I was sixteen when the Wiz came out, so no trauma." This scene seemed more like an ironic quasi-documentary about the subways, which were more chaotic, filthy, and dangerous than what you see here. Um, He was responding to a tweet that said, raise your hand if the Wiz secretly traumatized you as a child. So in this tweet, he actually says that, you know, the subways are chaotic, filthy, and dangerous than, than the eyes. Um, Then what changed, Errol? What changed... To make you switch up your narrative to say and mock what people actually see in the system with your tweet i want to know what changed i mean i'm gonna tell the people what change matter of fact when i come back after this break i'm gonna tell you guys what changed. here we go drew hill featuring jd and the brat in my bed let's go
2: so so damn Uh... Hey.
1: Big hits all kind of dips, got too many My life ain't complete if I ain't got no buzz And ain't can't nobody do it like we do. It's a must-rap bus Send mic your uh-huh. hand to me And represent for the rest of the family Well, I'm known for making moves on my own big songs And how I keep it coming strong to the early morning. Let me interrupt the regular schedule Twist it off high levels of bubonic Choking amateurs till they vomit I make them sick cause I'm the williest. Too much for you to deal with My niggas a right quick, survive or die, bitch Why switch this remix? Hurts every it's like this And I never stop putting in work I rock from L.A. to Drew Hill uh-huh. Something you can feel All I'm about is that dollar-dollar bill What the deal? Funkier than Parliament Stay bent uh-huh. behind tent Keep a nigga paying uh-huh. my rent My Goldie ain't uh-huh. uh-huh. sick lingers VVS describe best what's on the fingers make believers out of dreams <laughs>
0: Welcome, welcome back to Progressive Action Radio. I'm your host, Tramel Thompson. Now, we go get into why did Errol Lewis' narrative change? Now, come to find out, Eru was married to a woman named Juanita Scarlett. Juanita Scarlett, she's a partner at Bolton St. John's. Bolton St. John's. Is lobbying, is probably one of the biggest lobbying companies in New York State. I believe they are the biggest. And they have been allegedly or apparently lobbying for congestion pricing. So everyone who is a proponent of congestion pricing is pushing this narrative that the subways are safe. That's what they've been doing. So Errol Lewis is basically protecting his wife's best interest because Miss Scarlett is actually a partner at Bolton St. John's. Now, who is the founder of Bolton St. John's? You have a guy named Giorgio DeRosa. Giorgio DeRosa has a daughter named Melissa DeRosa. Melissa DeRosa served as the secretary to the former governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo. Also, Juanita Scarlett, she had a relationship, business relationship, with Andrew Cuomo's father, Mario Cuomo. You see how all of this is connected? All of this is connected. So Errol Lewis takes the position. The subways are safe. The subways are safe. Make a mockery out of what we see in every day, you know, because I work on the trains. I don't care about stats. I don't care about what these journalists, these uh, status quo journalists report. I see things firsthand every single day yeah I see EDPs every single day and EDPs don't get reported every day but whenever an EDP is around pacing back and forth on the platform or acting erratic those things are not called in those situations are not called in the other day I was working the D train the delta and at 155th street someone pulled my cord On the train, I had to go reset it when I got back there and spoke to the passengers. They told me there was a guy threatening people with a knife or whatever, but they didn't want to call it in because they just wanted to get to their destination. The only reason it was reported to me was because this guy pulled the emergency cord, right? So there's things that New Yorkers are seeing every single day that's not being called in. For one, people just want to go to their destination, without delay, and they just don't want to get involved. Now, coincidentally, the guy who did pull the cord on my train when I was at, I believe, 57th Street, 50th Avenue, um, that guy ran off another train and ran onto my train. So he was harassing people from train to train to train, and nobody really called it in or tried to catch this guy at all. Now, these are incidences that's going unreported, but members of the riding public is experiencing this, and that doesn't mean that just because it wasn't reported and it don't meet the data standpoint, that it didn't affect them or made them feel more more safe or unsafe. Right? Because that's the thing. People go by what these statistics say. This is a fact. Transit workers get assaulted on a job, and the transit authority misclassified their assault for statistical purposes. We are in the business of transportation. Nobody is gonna to wanna to take this transportation system if it's unsafe. One of the reasons why I had a rally at Jan Oliva home over the summer was because they was doing that same exact thing they was they kept saying that it's safe when they know it's not safe because they are in the business of transportation if they go out there and deliberately say that it's unsafe then people is less likely to ride the subways at a time when they trying to get ridership back after the pandemic then you not, you know you got the crime the deaths out of control eight people killed within two weeks. You can't promote that the system is safe when all this crazy stuff is happening. And I get that. I I get that part. But for people to go out there and mock with actual New Yorkers who's not casually riding or working in the system is experiencing is a smack in all New Yorkers' face. It's a smack in all New Yorkers' face. And when does it stop? Who holds these people accountable? Because it's obvious that when you got people like Errol Lewis, who got a a powerful platform, who got a voice in New York City, when he makes statements like that, he undermines everything that we go through in this system, everything that we actually experience. We're not casual riders or workers in this system. I'm speaking to the New Yorkers who actually take this system. You know, what what Eru Lewis actually showed to me is that he's actually the status quo of journalism and the voice of journalism in New York City. I want you guys to let me know what you think in the comments. Let me know what you think in the comments. Do you feel that the New York subway system is safe or not? And let me know what you feel about Errol Lewis' tweet. Was it irresponsible? Was he being derisive? Was he mocking us? Let me know. i catch you guys later. And we go leave with some Jhane. Hey, Mr. DJ, let's go.
2: What we
1: gonna do now is go back.